Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, the death toll rose dramatically overnight on highways, uh, Hawaii's island of Maui where a fast-moving wild, wildfire nearly destroyed the historic town of Lahaina. The wildfire killed at least 36 people and damaged or destroyed more than 270 structures. Now, officials have warned that the death toll could rise with multiple fires on the island still burning and teams are spreading out to search uh, charred areas. Now, evacuations uh, continue today with officials saying buses would be provided to take people from the disaster area on the western part of the island to a shelter to uh, Maui's main airport. Now, when news originally broke about the wildfires, several flights between Vancouver and Maui uh, were cancelled. Airlines with flights in and out of Maui have uh, triggered their flexible change policy in the wake of the emergency. In a post dated today, Air Canada is advising those at the uh, Kolai Airport, the main airport there, um, the passengers there, that um, that they have revised their ticketing policy to make it easier for those traveling on uh, on any affected flight to make changes to their booking without penalty, uh, space permitting. So um, there is some flexible, uh, flexible ticketing policy uh, that Air Canada has announced. They also said that last night Air Canada operated an evening flight with a larger aircraft, the 298-seat Dreamliner. Uh, they usually fly the 169-seat uh, uh, Boeing 737. The Dreamliner was full when it returned, and we'll hear from some of those passengers as they arrived at uh, Vancouver International Airport this morning. But first, let's speak to Brad DeSaulniers. He is a Vancouverite who spends a lot of time each year in Maui. He joins us from the island today. Brad, thank you for, thank you for speaking to us today. Well, it's good to be here, Jazz. Thank you. So uh, tell me, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? So I am in Kihei, which is south uh, on the southern part, southwestern part of the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fires in Lahaina are on the northwestern edge of the island. And Lahaina, which is a very, very significant historical site uh, and a big tourist location, uh, is gone does not exist any longer. Um, We had a a combination of weather patterns that drove really high winds up over the mountaintops and down into Lahaina around, I heard about 80 80 miles an hour winds going down there, Mm -hmm. and I guess knocked over some electrical poles and sparked, and the entire town of Lahaina uh, is now completely burned to the ground. Uh, thousands, thousands of people, um, uh, businesses, the history of Lahaina is irreplaceable. Uh, Lahaina was the, um, was the original capital of the Hawaiian islands when they were first uh, consolidated under one of the early kings in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big whaling town all the way through the 1800s, 19th century. Uh, so the buildings there are, you know, 100 plus years old. Uh, so historically, it's uh, it's a an immense loss. Uh, you know, from a human point of view, people's 
lives and livelihoods uh, have been destroyed. Um, they're reporting 36 dead. Now I think that number will probably climb. People had very little time to react, like minutes to react. Hmm. Um, people were diving into the ocean to escape the flames. Uh, it, you know, it's been described as a hellscape on Earth. Hmm. Uh, so it was very, very fast, and, and all of the structures in that area are old wood structures, and it's, it, it's gone. So it's, it's a horrible tragedy, um, human tragedy, historical loss, and, and really a big spiritual loss for the islands. Um, Lahaina was a very spiritual center for many, many people. I so, guess today, and you can feel it. yeah, and I, and I guess today, with you've done a wonderful job describing the importance of Lahaina. Uh, I guess today is just sort of uh, dealing with all of that, isn't it? It's the immediate challenges of wildfire and and the impact on people, the needs, uh, their immediate needs in regards to shelter, and then of course the historical loss, as you say. It's all sort of everybody's trying to comprehend all of it. I think all just all together, all at once. Yeah, it's it's massive. Um, you know, good news is, I guess the, um, the federal disaster uh, zone was called this morning. Um, so I imagine FEMA will be in here pretty quickly from the humanitarian uh, point of view. There's still no cell coverage up in that area, so a lot of people don't actually know what's going on. And it wasn't the only area hit. Um, there was a pocket in the upcountry. Uh, and a very famous place called the Kula Lodge, as I understand it, is also gone. Um, uh, and so the, you know, the good news is that the, you know, the disaster recoveries can probably start now. But the fires, from what I can tell, from what I'm seeing, the fires have pretty much burnt themselves out. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, they're probably in there just putting out hot spots. And but then, you know, they're going to have to search through all of that and it's going to be you know, it's it's not going to be good and you can feel it on the island mm-hmm. um you can just feel that there's a a sort of a shock um and a sadness um i imagine it'll lead to some gr- to grief um but just talking to people i'm a part-time resident here and talking to uh you know people here that you know the work here that live here mm-hmm. um you can just sense it's just a really big big tragedy uh, when you think of hawaii you think of tropical storms uh you think of volcanoes um had the discussion around wildfires been part of that conversation in hawaii because when i think of hawaii the general assumption sometimes is volcanoes and other tropical storms but one doesn't always assume wildfires, let's say, compared to California or like British Columbia. Yeah. Uh, hasn't, yeah. Has that been part of the conversation there before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maui in particular has uh, a lot of different temperate zones. Mm-hmm. So you can go from tropical rainforest, you know, bamboo forest to a desert in five minutes drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are definitely pockets on Maui that are um, that are really really dry, and it would seem since the sugar cane business closed down here, uh, when I guess ten years ago, um, a lot of the fields have have you know gone to sallow, and uh, and so there have been more and more wildfires here in the last several years, and they start as you know brush fires, sparks from a car, 
um, you know, any little thing, and it can it can set off a wildfire. Two summers ago, we had a big wildfire sort of in the central area near us here in, in Kihei, and, you know, Oprah had to open up her private road to rescue all sorts of animals from the Maori Humane Society. So it's been happening, I think, more frequently in the last number of years, particularly since they shut down the cane production. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it is, I mean, there, it's a, it, there are dry, definitely dry places here and you definitely get a lot of wind. Um, and tourism is, is such an important part of the economy there. At this point, the governor is saying, asking tourists to stay away. Uh, do you have any sense of how long do you think the, the, the tourists will be asked to stay away, particularly from Canada, but all over the world, really? Uh, because I understand the need for tourists to stay away. At the same time, it is so, so vital for the local economy as well. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that's a few days. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think that's going to last long. Lahaina, while it's a you know it's a huge tourist destination, is not by any means the only tourist destination here on Maui. There are a lot of other really great things to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the issue is they need to get uh, resources in, and they need to make sure that they've tamped down all the uh, all the hot spots, and then they've got to get in and do the search, which is not going to be pretty. Um, so I was actually planning to head back to Vancouver and I'm delaying my trip by a few days because I just don't want to add to the, the confusion at the airport because I think they're, they're trying to get a lot of resources in here really quickly. So my, I imagine that, you know, all of the resorts north of Lahaina, so uh, Kanapali um, and Napili, where all the big golf courses are, uh, and the big hotels are on the north end of the island weren't affected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once they're able to get the highway back open, which I imagine shouldn't take more than a week, um, once they get that back open, then there's no reason people can't come and go up to those those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just means Lahaina, which is you know probably you know two three miles two miles long and half mile wide. Um, that's gone. Brad, uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking time for uh, for us today. I, I know it's a stressful day and a tough day for many people there. Uh, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you, and thank you for uh, letting people know what's going on here. Still a great place to come, but it's a it's a tragic loss for the, for the world, frankly. Thank you. Thank you.